Micron beats big. The markets move higher and is Facebook. Goodbye. This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. We're back just like that in the markets. Well, a bit mixed today, but mostly moving higher with the Dow Jones closing up 210 points, S&P 500 up five points, and the NASDAQ unfortunately down 24 points. Meanwhile, the U.S. Treasury yields, the 10-year Treasury yield flat. And not only that, but oil moving slightly higher and natural gas also moving slightly higher, gold moving lower. So it's kind of a mix, a mixed bag today. Now, if we dig into the overall market, what is moving these indexes? We see today that Fang was a very much mixed bag. We see Apple moving to the upside, Google, Facebook, and Amazon all down. Netflix also, surprisingly, down unfortunately even though the rest of the streaming names move to the upside but overall fang down a lot of big name technologies down for instance salesforce autodesk service now um adobe etc those type names were down today meanwhile you saw some outperformance in your big bank financials and your industrials 100 definitely 100 percent um a great day for industrials. Uh, also, we see energy moving to the upside, those oils and natural gases. We see real estate taking a hit. So very much energy, industrials, and financials leading the way today. Meanwhile, technology uh, taking a step back. Now, some outperformers that I would like to note before we get in uh, too much into the podcast. We saw AMD and Micron both move um, excessively higher today, especially AMD moving up darn near 5%. We saw Walmart outperforming the market up nearly 3% today. Um, And we also saw Honeywell, 3M, GE, Boeing, Raytheon, um, and Lockheed Martin all moving higher. So a lot of solid performance out of a lot of great names today. Disney finally bouncing at least a a percent. Um, We'll see what that does. Uh, But some notable losers today. I see a Shopify down nearly 1.5%. I see a Square down over 2%. Uh, so I'm eyeing that software space still uh, for deals. Um, I'm eyeing the software space possibly for buying opportunities. Um, and I definitely see somewhat of a buying opportunity possibly forming up here in Facebook, which dropped over a percent today, um, which isn't much, but it is surprising given all the positive news that has gotten just over the past few days. Now, Before we get too far into individual names, especially Facebook at the end of the show, we need to talk about Micron and the semiconductors. Um, And what has the market been thinking? Well, the semiconductors have actually been moving to the upside. Um, If you take a look at a one-week performance chart of a sector-by-sector map, um, what you see is that the semiconductors broadly have been one of the best-performing sectors over the past week. Um, And this is most likely because what is occurring is all of these investors, and really it has happened before, is they look to the first big or the first mega semiconductor company to report, um, and they look at those earnings, and if they beat big, then they're like, okay, then in all likelihood, um, the semiconductor industry is still strong, and the semiconductors are probably going to deliver solid earnings across the board. Well, Micron delivered big earnings tonight. They beat big, delivering revenues of $7.42 billion versus the expected 6.2 
well, the prior quarters, uh, $6.24 billion. Uh, so overall, definitely a big improvement. Um, and then on a year-over-year basis, it improved from $5.44 billion a year ago. So in the previous quarter, $6.24 billion in revenues. Um, in the same quarter last year, $5.44 billion in revenues. And now delivering $7.42 billion in revenue this quarter. Furthermore, net income significantly improved to $1.74 billion, like to see it on a non-GAAP basis, $2.17 billion, which lifted EPS to $1.52 and $1.88. Um, the first one, $1.52, is on a GAAP basis. Um, now, if we shift in the cash flows, not bad. Um, they delivered operating cash flow of $3.56 billion versus $3.06 billion for the prior quarter and $2.02 billion for the same period last year. So significant improvements there in operating cash flow as well. I like to see all of those things definitely highlights for earnings. Um, and management was upbeat. They said, quote, Micron set multiple market and product revenue records in our third quarter and achieved the largest sequential earnings improvement in our history. Um, they went on to say, and that was CEO San J. Mayorta, um, he went on to say, quote, our industry leading 1A DRAM or D-A-R-A-M and 176 layer N-A-N-D now represent a meaningful portion of our product of our production. And Micron is in the best position ever to capitalize on the long-term demand trends across the data center, intelligent edge, and user devices. So Micron beating big. Now, what do I expect this to do? What do I think it will do? Well, Micron, if you take a look at the reaction after hours, is surprisingly, last I checked and currently checking it now, um, dropping. It's selling off. It's In fact, it's down nearly 2% here in the after hours. Now, I think Micron will move higher eventually on these earnings. I think this is kind of a sell the news event here after hours, but I think you could get a positive reaction tomorrow morning. Definitely something to watch there. Um, overall, broadly, for the rest of the semiconductor area, I think a lot of semiconductors continue to move higher. I think the semis are back in favor, especially given the past week's performance. I take a look at a name such as AMD. It moved up nearly 5% today. I think it continues to move to the upside, possibly test those all-time highs right around 97.50. I take a look at an NVIDIA, and I think this name continues to press higher. Um, in fact, it's currently at 800 uh, I think it moves higher, much higher. It made a new 52-week high today. I think possibly you could see NVIDIA move up to an 850 range, 900, possibly even $1,000 per share over the course of the next 6 to 12 months. Definitely something to pay attention to there. And I continue to like um, many other uh, less popular uh, semiconductor names amongst, you know, all of the semiconductor mega cap, all of the semiconductor giants. Um, So if you take a look, you know, Texas Instruments, a lot of people, it's a loved name, but a lot of people, at least throughout the media, don't talk about Texas Instruments all too much. I love the name. They pay out a solid dividend, um, and it, I think it could retest highs of semiconductors maintained in favor of just over 195. Um, you know, Marvell, another excellent 5G um, semiconductor name. $58 per share. It's pushing all-time highs. I think this name continues to move higher here. Marvell possibly pushing the 60 if semiconductors remain in focus and in favor. So I like semiconductors as a whole, and you can't forget Qualcomm, another excellent semiconductor company. It is one of my holdings. Full disclaimer, I do own Qualcomm and AMD. If I take a look right now at Qualcomm, it looks like it could be breaking out of a near-term resistance around 145. So I'm going to put it on my watch list, 142 to 145. 
I am watching it. I think it can, can continue to move to the upside if it breaks through that 145 level, possibly retesting highs of 165 over the next few weeks and months. So a lot of semiconductors, um, I think, move higher, especially these well-known semiconductors such as Taiwan Semi, NVIDIA, um, Broadcom, Micron, AMD, Qualcomm, Texas Instruments, Marvell, and you could even throw Intel in there, even though I think all of the semiconductors I just listed are 100x better than Intel. Now, if we shifted to the biggest analyst calls of the day, we see that BMO actually upgraded Micron to outperform from market perform. They cited a supply imbalance, citing that in essence, there is way more demand than supply, and that is great for Micron because it's going to keep Micron running on all cylinders throughout the next few years. Um, now, we also got a few other upgrades on names that aren't so known. Um, For instance, Gap was actually reiterated by Wells Fargo as overweight. They said that the Kanye partnership in the recovery in retail. And speaking of another semiconductor name, Advanced Micro Devices was reiterated as a buy by Bank of America today. And Bank of America said, quote, best in class 25% plus sales growth at 50% discount. AMD's valuation is very compelling in our view at just six times CY 2020 EV to sales for 25% plus sales growth seems from 2020 to 2023 E. So overall, they're saying, you know, the valuation seems cheap to us. Um, AMD is currently sitting at a price point that we feel like is a bit cheaper than it usually is. And we think you should buy AMD. And I have to agree. That company is running on all cylinders. It's an excellent company. And with the big Micron beat tonight, I don't see why AMD doesn't retest possibly 100 on the expectation that they will deliver a solid earnings print um, next month, I believe, is actually their earnings date, mid-next month. So definitely a name to pay attention to over the next few weeks. Now, Deutsche Bank reiterated Tesla as a buy, and they said, quote, looking at the rest of the year, we see potential for news flow around Tesla to improve after a rough first half of the year. As investors focus shifts to full self-driving, China sales and sentiment bottoming and ramp up of new vehicles. The Model S Plus X, um, Cybertruck and Semi and Plants, Austin and Berlin leading into 2022. So Deutsche Bank here betting on a positive shift in media coverage, which would lead to higher returns in Tesla stock. I have to agree. I think a lot of the bad news is out. And I think that Tesla sees a lot of positive catalyst in the future. And finally, rounding out our biggest analyst calls, UBS reiterated Apple as a buy. And as you know, I, of course, agree with this. Apple is a phenomenal company. Um, and, you know, the services area is growing. They're growing segment by segment, which I love. In the previous quarter, we saw a lot of expansion in the China, which I like. China is a massive market that Apple needs to get into and expand within. And then you also take a look at Apple, and they have a reliable management team, a fantastic balance sheet. And they can literally come up with what seems like any product and outdo the competitor instantly. I mean, that Apple brand name, the Apple following is incredible. And they're mostly in favor with the U.S. government and a lot of people um, given their policies, especially their security and privacy policies, which I do like. I think they're at a lower risk of government intervention. Um, so shifting out of the biggest analyst calls, we have to talk about Facebook before we go. And Facebook, you know, a lot of people, some people hate Facebook. Other people like Facebook. If you take a look at Facebook today, 
Well, it's currently trading at $347.71 per share. It's slightly up in the after hours and it's been pushing all-time highs. Actually, a few days ago, it made new all-time highs on the news that those two lawsuits that were leveled against Facebook um, back in December, I believe, by the FTC, basically saying that Facebook was a monopoly. Well, the FTC lost. The government lost in 49, 49 attorney generals, 48 attorney generals, my mistake, off by one. But 48 attorney generals signed a lawsuit and the Federal Trade Commission basically saying that Facebook is a monopoly and that, you know, Facebook has been out taking out their competitors. And they said that the Instagram and WhatsApp acquisitions were anti-competitive and basically monopoly defending actions. Well, the federal court saw otherwise. They said, quote, the FTC has failed to plead enough facts to plausibly establish a necessary element of all of its Section 2 claims, namely that Facebook has monopoly power in the market for personal social networking PSN services. Now, that was the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, um, and then Facebook came out with a press release saying that they believe they are in a fair market and they will continue to develop great products for their users. Now, this was great news for Facebook and the stock moved higher, but some of you are probably wondering exactly what Facebook is. Well, if you don't know what Facebook is, somehow, I don't know how you wouldn't know what, what Facebook does. Facebook, ticker symbol FB, is a major social media conglomerate that was founded in 2004 and has since grown to become one of the largest technology companies in the world. They made a movie about it. Go check it out. Either way, with a combination of platforms and products such as Messenger, Instagram, WhatsApp, Oculus, Workplace, Portal, Novi, and so much more, Facebook's user base continues to expand significantly. Facebook is led by CEO, founder, and chairman Mark Zuckerberg, who founded the company in 2004. Other leadership members maintain prior experience from the likes of Google, Zynga, Mozilla, the U.S. government even, and so many more fantastic companies. But Facebook continues to grow. Facebook maintained over 60,000 employees, representing a 26% increase in employee count year over year as of Q1 2021. Lastly, the company operates offices within over 80 cities globally. So Facebook, massive social media company, the leader in social media still, and I believe they've really always been the leader in social media. Now, digging into the numbers, Facebook beat Q1 2021 expectations with an EPS of $3.30, better than the analyst EPS consensus estimate of $2.37. Now, on a year-over-year basis EPS, it did not just improve by a little, it improved by a lot, 92.98%. So, solid EPS improvement. Now, as for revenues, total Q1 2021 revenues landed at $26.171 billion for the quarter, representing a significant 48% increase on a year-over-year basis. Now, for reference, the previous year's Q1 revenues level was $17.737 billion. So big time increases there, nearly $10 billion increase in revenues, nearly. Now, breaking down revenues, we see that advertising revenues made up the majority of Facebook's quarter. In fact, advertising revenues totaled $25.439 billion, and that's a 46% jump in advertising revs on a year-over-year basis. Now, if we round out revenues, the other revenue segment, which consists of hardware device sales such as Oculus and net fees from developers within Facebook's payment structure, um, we see that other revenues totaled $732 million. Now, that may sound insignificant compared to the $25.439 billion that advertising turned out, but that is a 146% increase in other revenues. So definitely some solid improvements there as if it's Oculus or more payments going through their structure, Facebook definitely producing revenues on both fronts. Now, 
Income from operations or incomes also improved. Um, income from operations improved significantly, jumping to $11.378 billion from a much lower $5.893 billion in Q1 of 2020. Now, on a year-over-year basis, income from operations, that expanded by 93%. So the numbers just continue to get better here. Now, net income also improved, jumping from a lower $4.902 billion in 2020 to a much better $9.497 billion in Q1 of 2021. Now, on a year-over-year basis, Facebook's net income, that went up by 94%. So, incomes overall up 93 and 94%. Love to see it. Revenues um, up overall by 48%. And then EPS up 92%, nearly 93%. My, oh, my. These earnings just continue to impress. If we shift in the margins, Facebook reported a Q1 2021 operating margin level of 43%, representing an improvement over the same time 2020 level of 33%. Yeah, that's a 10% improvement there like 10 percentage points um, in operating margins. So definitely big stuff there. Also note, Facebook's current, uh, Facebook currently maintains gross margins of 80.5%. Um, and if you compare that to other bank conglomerates, that's close to double the majority of bank gross margins. So crazy stuff there. Facebook maintaining much, much better margins than their FANG partners. Now, rounding out the quarter's financials, the first quarter's total cost and expenses landed at $14.793 billion, and that's a 25% increase in cost. But as we all know, it takes money to make money, and they expanded revenues by 93, uh, 90, not 93%, but 48% in the quarter. So, you know, Solid improvement across the board in earnings. That's also going to take some capital in order to turn those numbers out. Um, so to be expected. Now, lastly, free cash flow, otherwise known as FCF, improved to $7.819 billion, representing a significant improvement over the Q1 2020 FCF level of $7.343 billion. Now, if we shift into users, Facebook reported 1.88 billion daily active users, DAUs, representing an increase of 8% year over year. As for monthly active users, Facebook reported 2.85 billion MAUs throughout Q1. One representing a stronger 10% increase year over year. So solid growth there in their user base uh, specifically. Now, finally, Facebook's average revenue per user, which is a very important social media earnings metric, ARPU is abbreviated as, increased on a year-over-year basis to $9.27 per user worldwide. Now, the company also reported ARPU growth amongst all regional segments, including the United States and Canada. Now, if we shifted to the balance sheet, which the ever-important balance sheet is a major factor when analyzing a company, if we sift through these numbers, we see total debt $527 million, but those assets $163 billion, those liabilities $29 billion, so overall, and their cash and short-term investments $64.219 billion, so their cash and short-term investments and overall their total assets far outweigh their liabilities and debt. Love to see it. Now, on a valuation basis, and this is where it gets interesting, Facebook is actually relatively cheap compared to historic levels. If you take a look at, for instance, Facebook's forward price-to-earnings ratio is currently right around 23 times, and that is much lower than even the past year we've seen. We saw Facebook at a forward price-to-earnings level as high as like 35 times, and now it's all the way down to 23 times. And if you really take a look at the broader history of Facebook, it's trading at a relatively cheap forward price to earnings ratio than we've seen in the past. Same with price to sales, which is currently at 10, roughly 10.5 times. Um, and that's not even forward. If we take a look at the forward price to sales ratio, it's right around 8.5 times. So 
not an insanely high um, valuation so far um, for Facebook here. Now the price to book right around uh, seven and a half times and the four and the price to cash flow right around 20 times. So overall, um, a relatively on a historical basis, um, cheap Facebook point to purchase it, even though the stock is making 52 week highs is kind of cheap here. Now, leadership or an argument can be made that it is cheap here. Now, leadership has been effective with a return on equity of 28.24%, return on assets of 22.35%, and a return on invested capital of 24.62%. Now, given all of these numbers, the fantastic earnings numbers, the solid balance sheet, um, the lower valuation, the analyst, well, they're bullish with a mean price target of $386.61 per share. The high is $460 per share, and the low is just 275 so plenty of upside from here at least from the analyst point of view now the big money is quite involved with 78.25 percent of facebook being owned by institutions top holes include the vanguard group fidelity management and research and of course blackrock institutional trust the three common names you see at the top of those institutional holders now if you want a technical breakdown of this you know the drill go to runningwiththemoney.com under the analysis tab you get the full facebook breakdown as well as a technical breakdown 100 completely free as is everything else on runningwiththemoney.com now now, looking at the future, the bears fear more government crackdown and a user growth slowdown. Meanwhile, the bulls, they expect user growth to continue and for Oculus products to exponentially improve in both sales and quality. Now, in short, Facebook, here's the conclusion. Ticker symbol FB is the clear leader within the social media industry, boasting expanding revenues, a growing user base, reliable management team, flourishing digital ecosystem, and so much more. And yes, that's the bull case because I am a Facebook bull to let you all know. But um, that is the breakdown. If you want to read through it yourself, uh, go to runningwiththemoney.com under the analysis tab. You'll get the entire thing free as well as all of the charts and data we use to put this thing together. Go check it out. Now, before we close out the show, of course, we're going to take a look at a few individual names that I like, or at least we're going to talk about a few. So I like Fang stocks. I think Fang is going to be favored over the next few months, and I think tech and growth is back in favor. Um, so definitely be paying attention to those. I continue to like the industrials, especially Especially those names such as the Boeing, which is getting a big order out of United Airlines, which I love to see a lot of aircrafts, much more than what Airbus is getting out of the deal. So definitely something to pay attention to there. Um, and I also just like broadly the aerospace defense sector. It's been kind of an out of favor sector. I like Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, um, Boeing, so many more. So definitely a lot of fantastic names in this market to pay attention to. Um, and as we talked about, if you talk about the broader market and you look at the broader market today, we saw those industrials outperform, those big banks outperform, which by the way, the big banks, a lot of them raising dividends and share buybacks, which is great for shareholders and the stocks. So, you know, I take a look at Wells Fargo. I think that is a buy. I think the big banks will eventually come back in favor. Um, so definitely pay attention to the big banks as well. But I think there are still opportunities in growth names as well as some opportunities forming up on the industrial side of things. Two areas to pay attention to. But this is another episode in concluded episode of the Running With The Money podcast. Definitely go check out runningwiththemoney.com to get a bunch of free information that helps you invest. Um, it gives you a basis for your research. Um, but at the end of the day, thank you for listening. And I will see you again on Friday to talk the market, talk over the, some of the biggest headlines and what we should be buying and selling. Until then, easily profit trade on. And remember, do that research.